This is Window on the East, a podcast from BNE Intellinews. Subscribe at bne.eu. Hello and welcome to Window on the East with me, Ben Aris, the editor of BNE Intellinews. Russia is emerging from a nasty two-year crisis between 2014 and 2016. However, going forward, growth is capped at 2%. Incomes have been sinking for six years. So the Kremlin has come up with 12 national projects, a 27 trillion ruble spending program that's supposed to transform the country. A vigorous debate has broken out over how to spend this money. On the one hand, the central bank is worried about the inflationary effects. On the other hand, spending the money effectively is going to be a major challenge. I sat down with Andrei Klebach, who's the chief economist at Venezuela. Econom Bank, which is in charge of spending two-thirds of this money to talk about the issues. So, Andre, well met. Um, you're the chief economist at, uh, what do we call it now, Venetia Econom Bank? or Economic Bank, yeah. And this is spearheading the whole 27 trillion ruble um, spend that's part of the 12 national projects. Um, but... The whole idea of this, Ben, is to try and transform the economy and lift it, uh, and maybe looking more at the, um, the supply side, because the previous boom in the noughties was driven by demand side, by consumers. However, the economist's consensus is that Russia at the moment is sort of trapped in this 2% growth band, and what we're talking about is changing the economy so that it can actually fulfill more of its potential. However, my first question is that actually the growth is going very slowly. We had 0.5% growth in the first uh, quarter, and the second quarter is 0.9%. And the World Bank has now downgraded the outlook for Russia, I think, three times in a row this year to whatever it is, to 1.7, 1.6%. It's not going very well. What's the problem? Why isn't growth happening? There there wasn't a unique factor. Yes, we see now a more modest growth in the last year, because uh, last year it was 2.3% GDP growth. For this year, I wait maybe 1% growth. But uh, we have a potential for acceleration for next year, maybe not immediately, 2% next year, maybe 1.7%. But uh, I think that the main question is not uh, precise figures, 1.7 or 2 it's not a trap. Yes, uh, with the actual situation of very tough monetary policy, budget policy, because we have a very high interest rate, despite some decrease in uh, Q rate of central bank, in real terms, it's uh, more than 3%. Uh, we have a profit uh, budget mm-hmm. with uh, limited budget spending despite the national project. But what's um, very important, I see and I'm sure that Russian economy are in potential of acceleration. It's not only due to the, it's not only a case only for government policy. If you look on profitability of Russian business, we have a higher rate of profit. We also see export of capital. For this year, it's decreased. I think it will be about 40 billion dollars, but it means that uh, about maybe 2% of GDP, it's saving which 
now fly from country, but can be another condition is a more a sustainable policy in Western Russia. That capital flight, though, isn't that largely uh, Russian companies and banks? They're still deleveraging. I mean, the external debt has been falling yes. steadily. Yes. So it's yes. not capital flight in the sense of oligarchs hiding their money. Sure, but uh, you are right. But uh, in the same times, uh, company now prefer yes to deleverage, but then to invest and uh, borrow abroad or inside countries. So. We see a higher level of profit growing uh, monetary account of our company, but very modest investment because uh, there are uncertainty. Company doesn't well understand the rule of game, or how it will be changed or not changed. So I, we really have a potential much more intensive investment than we actually see. Isn't this the key constraint? Because I, I argued elsewhere that one of the biggest problems with this lack of growth is that people are not investing, that they've built up solid businesses that are profitable. However, um, they're reluctant to invest to take it to the next level, and that's manifest in these incredibly high dividend payments. People are just taking the cash out yeah. and not putting it back into yeah. the business. And without this investment, then Russia's growth is going to be strained, constrained. And this this is the problem, because you said yourself, the levels of investment are actually extremely modest. And the 27 trillion investment, it's government-led. So the government's going to lead the investment chart, but it's also missing on the private side, isn't it? No, it doesn't have uh, the substitution of private investment by government because, as I have mentioned, the government investment in real terms are decreasing. Mm -hmm. Maybe six years, during the six years they are increasing. Maybe only next year we can see a growth of government investment, not till now. The problem is that uh, we have a strong investment, or maybe not so strong, but investment activity in the oil and gas sectors which uh, this year, maybe next year, also will weaken because many projects uh, came to the final stage. That's right, because the power of Siberia is nearly yeah. finished yeah. and uh, yes. these mega-projects are stopping. Yeah. The problem is that uh, we have a very weak investment activity in uh, uh, manufacture or machine tools industry, agriculture, trade, also in uh, housing, uh, construction activities and uh, many companies really prefer to pay dividend not to invest. But why is that? Is this crisis of consequences, uncertainty about the future? It's about, I think, uh, uncertainty. We need uh, more stable rules which couldn't be changed by the government. Maybe one of the instruments to increase such uh, entrepreneurial uh, propensity for investment and new law about uh, investment uh, or investment code as it was named which the government promised to launch to Duma by the end of this year which also preview some uh, uh, obligation of government to keep stable uh, there was a proposal, wasn't there, um, just last week, an incredibly liberal uh, investment protection law that would allow 
people to sue the government if they change the laws to compensate them from, from losses. Yeah. So the government is talking about some quite radical ideas. Oh, it's not only talking. There are two projects. I'm not sure which one uh, will be sent to our Duma, but uh, by the end of this year, I think a unique position will be presented. It's preview also some obligation to keep stable taxation, not only taxation, but also tariff, which may be a more crucial point for many investment projects. Compensation, it depends also on your investment, the size of investment, but maybe it's not a gold key, but it's some instrument which can support investment. Isn't another problem the, the sanctions? I mean, again, uh, Nabulina has kept uh, interest rates high, the real interest rates are extremely high, um, and she's been reluctant to cut partly because she's worried about the stability of the currency should there be more sanctions. Those fears now are retreating, but there's kind of this war mentality, this fiscal fortress that's been built in order to protect Russia's economy against possibility of sanctions. I don't, uh, I'm not worried that a new massive wave of sanction can uh, be implemented. Yes, it's a great potential. We also are living five years in the case of sanctions, which are increasing, and not only by uh, official restriction on uh, borrowing and so on, but what is very important, it's uh, maybe some hidden sanction but very sensitive for us in technology area, in contract area, in cooperation between foreign and Russian firms, but many contract, many project was blocked. So it's a condition of life and we adopted to this sanction. But it's and uh, I'm not sure, I think that high interest rate it's not the best uh, rock against sanction. <laughs> it's maybe worsening actually the situation and economy, our potential growth. It's also a factor which uh, constrain investment. So, from my point of view, we need uh, easing of monetary policy, as also maybe more active uh, budget spending policy. Talking about that, there's um, been quite a vigorous debate because the National Welfare Fund is coming up to or is already at 7% of GDP, after which any money that was being sterilized, siphoned off from oil revenues, can be spent uh, by the Duma as it likes. However, there's been a big debate on how to spend this money, how fast. Uh, again, I think Nabulina is pushing to go slow because she's worried about inflation if you start dropping huge amount of cash on the economy. And the Ministry of the Economy is worried about the boom in consumer credits. Um, what exactly is going on here? I mean, how, how big an issue is this? How much difference will it make? First of all, uh, if you look not only on uh, welfare funds account, but uh, all oil and gas uh, accumulation of assets in uh, budget, uh, it's not 7, it's about 9% of GDP. So we can uh, so use this money. it's already over the, the limit. Yeah. It's not uh, transferred from uh, this uh, off-funds account to the account okay. of uh, welfare funds. But I think that by the end of this year, or in the beginning, maybe more probable, next year, 
this transfer will occur. So, yes, we have opportunity to use some money, maybe about 1% of GDP, to some additional spending. But from my point of view, it couldn't be have a significant inflationary effect. First of all, because uh, it was discussion, but uh, under discussion, but the purpose of this investment will be what uh, Minister of Economy are lobbying. It's investment abroad, which couldn't uh, make any impact on inflation. But if we look on investment inside, first of all, infrastructure project or so on, it will have a minimum inflationary effects or neglect. It's not a spending on wages. It's more spending on some construction of highway, uh, housing, and so on. It's give additional money, but it can help to decrease interest rate, not to stimulate consumer demand. Because at the same time, the central bank are increasing prudential uh, regulation, prudential constraint on uh, uh, consumer uh, lending. So I think uh, it's, it's not a, a real international impact. Maybe it's more fear that money is traditionally for Russia will be used inefficiently. But I think that uh, it's better to start to invest, to make a project and try to uh, keep uh, management qualified than to uh, preserve of any activity and uh, invest money abroad. You bring up an important point because uh, VEB is going to be in charge of spending, I think it's something like two-thirds of this 27 on infrastructure. But one of the concerns is the quality of the investment. And we just were talking with Vladimir Popov. He did a paper on the um, economic multiplier in Russia from in, uh, infrastructure spending. And it's not actually that bad. It's about 2.3, I think, is the number he came up with. However, um, again, we've got like big state-led investments into big mega projects, infrastructure, high-speed trains, railways, bridges, um, uh, motorways for the first time. Um, how is that going to be handled? How can the government ensure quality of the investments? From my point of view, uh, we exaggerate the problem of quality of investment. Yes, uh, big uh, infrastructure project really not only in Russian case but in case of other countries create problem. China also have a lot of uh, new created city without uh, any citizen or many ineffective projects. But in the same time during the last ten years they create a network of higher speed railway which really uh, change a mode of life in uh, internal region of China create a high technology industry. We also need uh, such project, not such a big investment infrastructure project, but the biggest problem is a uh, network of uh, highway in the local region. And, you know, we have a plan to modernize uh, transport infrastructure in uh, about 100 uh, villages in Russia with a population 200 and more. And uh, it's not only way, uh, highway, railway, but it's also a new model of uh, transportation because uh, it's a quality of lights, it's not only uh, transport. 
quality of life for citizens. Mm -hmm. For example, uh, web like a state corporation, it's not a pure bank. Also launch a project to modernize uh, a city transport system with uh, some uh, complex uh, decision as from site of infrastructure, but at the same time a new bus, new metro and so on with the system of digitalization which gave uh, opportunity of more safe and more effective uh, transportation. It's not only transport, as I mentioned, it's new quality of life for citizens because it's time of you avoid traffic or you have uh, more safe bus because more than the half of Russian bus have uh, 30 years old. Right. So it's safety. And uh, this project also needs money. We are in the discussion with the government, for example, as one of the options that 300 billion rubles from uh, welfare funds will be invested through Nesha Common Bank. Okay. So we should guarantee it's our obligation, our uh, fortune to guarantee quality management of this money. Last question, you mentioned um, the problem of funding. Uh, I read somewhere that of this 27 trillion, about 60% is funded, you know, then government knows where the money is going to come from, but is the whole spending program fully funded and how is it going to be financed? Maybe precise your question, 60%? Uh, 60% is funded in so much as the government knows from the budget funds, the revenue income, whatever, um, how they're going to fund the spending, but I understood that a lot spending, of the, uh, for this infrastructure development, for the, the whole 12 mm -hmm. national projects. Is there enough money to, to get coming into the government through tax to do 27 trillion worth of spending? No, generally, if you look on uh, 23 trillion, uh, the government part, as federal level, as local level, as I remember, will be about 17 or 18 uh, trillion. From my point of view, it's a minimum level because, uh, for example, for modernization of um, uh, local uh, communal system, we need much more money. As also for um, highway, uh, so maybe we need additional two or three billion. And we have this money because, as I have mentioned, we have a very high level of fire funds and a profitable budget for the nearest three years or more. So it's not a problem of money, it's more a problem of decision, political decision, and also a problem of rules because Additional spending means that we should change our budget rules. It keeps uh, our spending on the level of $40 per barrel oil price and only 1% exceeding it. We slightly modified these rules last year because additionally to this uh, level of spending we borrow. Despite the profits in budget, our budget are increasing domestic debt. It's all the same 
rose will uh, plant for nearest three years. Is there going to be, because Kudrin was suggesting changing the rule yes. to $45? Yes, I think that Kudrin uh, are right and we need to increase this level maybe from 40 to 45 or 47. It uh, depends from the calculation of exchange rate and so on. So, so, so potentially it's a sliding scale that if the money is tight you can just increase the, the, the level from 45, 40 to 45 and this would create a lot of extra money. It's not a so five dollars uh, per barrel actually it means about one trillion a little bit less right. uh, revenue. So one trillion spending if it will be investment spending. But the problem is now maybe not a level of such spending, but management of it. Because, for example, for this year, the level of spending are 10 or 15 percent less during the three quarters in comparison with the 19 years, mm -hmm. despite the launch of national project. Because we transform our system of rules how to spend money and. A little bit we missed the time, we postponed the time. So the money will start work during the whole uh, procedure of tournament uh, orders, I think, only in the beginning of next year, so not this year. So a lot of money should be returned to the federal government or by the ministry or by the local authority or in practice will transform to any demand or any project only next year. So so what is Russia's potential growth then? I mean China's been putting in six percent, two percent, I mean there's a lot of work still oh, to be there done. There are a lot of discussion. Uh, Central Bank thinks that one or one point five percent. From my point of view uh, the really potential uh, Growth for Russia between three and four percent in uh, long-term future. Yes, it's more close to four percent because uh, potential growth can be improved if you increase investment. If your investment are declining or stagnate, your potential growth will decline. What we see in uh, Europe or European Union, the potential rate of growth are declining. But if your investment as in uh, physical capital or in human capital will increase or start to increase. It will increase your potential uh, rate of growth. Well, on an optimistic note, I hope we get there. Um, I'm also optimistic because uh, I think we are now working a little bit below our potential uh, capability. So, if we now, maybe not to increase money for national project, but accelerate the management, the utilization of this project. Make, it's not an amount, it really means a new structure of economy, new face of economy with more digital project, digitalization of healthcare system, education, industry, with a new infrastructure project. It will accelerate the economy, but in the same time, it really will create a new quality of life. Not only in Moscow. During the last year, we see how quality of Moscow life, infrastructure, 
has improved also due to football, championnat, <laughs> and so on. But we need not only Moscow improvement, but uh, really very significant uh, change country in the uh, country, yes. And uh, National Economic Bank, one of the main tasks uh, for Shuvalov uh, team, it's uh, really a project for development of the city, uh, infrastructure, quality of life, and I hope that we can play an important role with the government. On that note, thank you very much for taking the time. It was very interesting. Thank you.